0: Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Wednesday. It is eight thirty-five on Thursday. It's not Wednesday. It's Thursday. It's <laughs> Wednesday. It's Thursday. It's Thursday, the twenty-eighth of September. Just start it again. Good morning, good morning, good morning. It is Thursday, the twenty-eighth of September. Today we're going to be talking about human errors. No, we're not. Not really. It's at this time of the day. It can only mean one thing. House of property coming to you live on the coal face of business and property. Wow, this housing market puts us through the roller coaster. No two days, let alone weeks, are the same. No two sets of clients are the same. No two properties are actually the same, and exactly the same way. No two hosts of house of property are the same either. One of us is charming, and then there's Katie. Good morning, Grifter. How the devil are you, my darling?
1: (laughs) I'm really good, Martin. How are you? Well if you
0: ever wanted to know that this podcast was unscripted this morning's the morning, right? <laughs> <laughs> one job. I had one job. well, um, and can, I as we... well can,
1: can I say point you actually used our old um little know, uh, flash that's thing what, at the as well. So that's what threw
0: me. I went for the old one. That's what threw me and then everything from there oh. went downhill. Um Happens with properties, doesn't it? That property that you forget to order the board from misses the right move feed, doesn't it? And you've got spelling mistakes on the details. There's always one that goes oh completely God. terribly wrong. Touch what is nothing for a while, but it always does happen. Anyway, back to the show. Grifter, make your week.
1: Um, I think it's got to be about an 8.7 this week. I've had a week of learning. I'm very excited about it. Um, They always say, don't get jaded, learn something new, learn something new every day, don't they? And I've certainly done that, so I can share a little bit later on with everybody. Martin, rate your week. Oh, it's been a good
0: one. It's a snippy week. Snippy, snippy. And it's got... I'm going to go to 9.2 again. 9.2. Everything's a challenge, don't get me wrong, but um, there's been some wins. Some clients have come back that we've been working on. I don't know about you and I'd love to know what people are thinking who are watching the show, but the stabilising of the interest rates last week may have just given a little bit more confidence and activity to buyers as market appraisal have increased, viewings have increased and offers have started to come in. Maybe people are feeling that rates have peaked Bank uh, on the bank rate. Mm-hmm. I, I think it might go up again. But we're not going to review now until November. So we get through our autumn busyness through, uh, through yeah. September and October before the next rate rise. And mortgage rates have just cooled down a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. For you, both your two-year, five-year and ten-year. So it's um,
1: I don't know.
0: I'm I'm a lot more confident than I was this time last week.
1: Do you think it's the right balance then? Mm-hmm.
0: Oh, the right balance in into. Oh, it's like our show, isn't it? The one where we talk about the right balance <laughs> much, much more. Um, the yeah, the balance is perhaps returning to the market, which can't be a bad
1: thing. Yeah. Right? Yeah. But what we were meaning weren't we about the title of the show about the right balance is everything in the day to day jumble and topsy turvy crazy thing that is a business that you run or that you work in. And what I mean by the right balance is are we finding that some clients are taking 90% of our time and others are only taking 10% of our time or are we finding that actually we have got the right balance and everyone is really really lovely and they don't ring up and complain they don't go where are my viewings they don't go where's my feedback obviously that never happens with great agents because you're always uh, reactive so proactive not reactive but actually do we have the right balance so we've got the right variety of clients so we've got the right variety of stock that we're selling are we talking to the right people are we doing the right prospecting that's what I mean about the right balance do you think you've got the right balance in your day-to-day business at the moment Martin
0: I think that's the constant challenge, isn't it? 80% of your problems come from 20% of your customers. Is that fair? That old 80-20 rule. But now, probably more than ever, making sure that you understand who your key client profile is. It's like the zebras, isn't it? The zebras, uh, the zebra profiling, isn't it? You know, lions on the savannah, in a pack, can run around all day trying to chase warthogs and rabbits, and they'll still be hungry at the end of the day and probably burn more calories picking up warthogs and rabbits. Where if a lion sees a zebra and kills that zebra, they will eat for a week. So, who are your zebras in your marketplace that you want to go out there and make sure are on your business? You can be busy fools by going around yeah. and eating warthogs and rabbits. Where if yeah. you identify and as a team understand. Who are your zebras and go and get them? Then that's most important. Who is your key client profile? I think that's really important for properties and people type.
1: Yeah, so it's a client avatar, really, isn't it? That's what the kind of buzzword Mm. is at the moment because we like a bit of bingo lingo. Um, So I have this week um, turned down some listings Mm. um, because those properties don't fit the profile of what we're trying to sell we've already got a couple of this particular style of property and they aren't really going anywhere fast they're at the lower end they're the more mobile end of the market um and we've just decided you know what We've, we've got enough stock there that actually taking on another two if the current ones aren't moving that actually is business suicide why would we do that why would we spend money in order to sit there and service a client that we know is unlikely to sell in the short term so i think it's that isn't it winning is fantastic and we love that we're highly competitive people we've talked about this industry being very very competitive and i want to win that listing and some agents are targeted to do that aren't they as part of their listing they've got to get this many listings but actually it's the quality, it's the fee, it's a combination to get the right balance. I, what, what did we used to say? We used to say, if it's a motivated seller, the right board position and the right fee, then you'd take it.
0: Yes, and exactly. And
1: never has that applied more than in this market.
0: So no one ever says anymore, we haven't got enough stock, do they? Everybody has got enough stock. Most areas of the country have increased by the availability of for sale property by between a third and, and half a third of mm. 33 and 50 percent mm-hmm. so agents have now got more clients to service more vendor care calls to have more yeah. advertising to spend upon more viewings to arrange and conduct more business all the way along the line so if you're not careful you end up being, being piling on extra costs because all of a sudden you think oh i need another person or I need to go and do this at marketing strategy, you start piling in the costs, and you've not got necessarily the right people. So it's making sure that now you are choosing. So is it the right price? Is it the right business opportunity? Is it the right client? That won't be the same for all business strategies. I get that. And some businesses will be just sign properties and, and stock build. It's the autumn stock build, let's have houses on our books, ready for the winter. But I would urge some to be cautious of taking that strategy
1: now we like to have a bit of fun don't we on our unscripted show and i think that everybody needs a bit of a smile at the minute there's been lots of sort of doom and gloom everywhere with the disaster the government don't know what they're doing they're pulling things left right and center i've got landlords coming in saying they've spent thousands of pounds on improving their properties and they didn't need to but actually yes they did because that's a good landlord and they're improving things so yes. we won't draw down too much into that but generally it's not a it's not a happy smiley bubbly kind of economy at the moment is it we couldn't say that. so actually we wanted to inject some fun and excitement into into things, didn't we? And we love a bit of bingo lingo. We love being able to drop in little sort of snippy bits, don't we, that would get into um you could use in appraisals or talking to clients or, or making making your team laugh, making your family laugh and and rather than telling laser stories about how uh, how terrible your, your week's been and that you started, stood in dog food twice and got a parking anyway.
0: <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that kind of week, was it? Yeah, That's that kind
1: of week. And still it was so mate, so was I've been thinking about oxymorons. Mm. Now, oxymorons. Martin, tell me what an oxymoron is.
0: A sold purple brick sign. No, I, I didn't mean that. <laughs> um, <laughs> so an oxymoron is something that's ironic within a statement, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Or wrong within be. a statement. Give an example.
1: So an example is, and these have really made me laugh my socks off this week because I've been thinking of them because we both use them all the time we, without all thinking the time. about it, and and you listeners will also um, be using them. So one of the things that I really like is original copy so using it in our industry an original copy
0: yeah
1: well you can't you can't make sense it doesn't make, sense. Copy, it doesn't make sense
0: we do yeah. this we do this we talk about a live recording you know we sometimes record yeah. on a wednesday for Thursday. a live recording i love that another good one is a new tradition a new
1: tradition, <laughs> a new tradition. A new tradition. I, I like plastic glass you, yes, have a plastic you get plastic glass later. at this it's yeah, outside, think, like, so we're going to have a plastic
0: glass. Yes, no, I get that. So, I get that.
1: So, there are some really good ones. Uninvited guests.
0: Mm, uninvited guests, yes. Yeah, well, yeah. I, I, the problem is, I use this. Uh, of the list that we were writing out, I le- use these. Standard options. Standard options um, yeah. is another option. I've got one. loads
1: are awfully good. I love that one. Awfully Go on, good. Rattle
0: on. to battle do some more.
1: Clearly misunderstood.
0: Clearly misunderstood. No, I use clearly misunderstood. Assistant supervisor. I used to aspire to be an assistant manager. So assistant <laughs> supervisor. What the hell is
1: one of them? So, uh, what about deceptively honest? So an estate agent it could be described as deceptively, deceptively honest. Well, it just doesn't yeah. go together, does it? A definite no, it maybe? Doesn't. Definite maybe.
0: <laughs> I hate the word deceptive. We use that in sales details all the time, don't we? There I we go, optimorms.
1: Friendly takeover, I love them. It's use them in your business this week. Have a laugh. Have a think. My about challenge to make- you,
0: grifter, is I want you to get okay. three of those in your in your conversations today and report back next week okay. on how it went.
1: I'm going to definitely do that. I'm going to definitely do that. And there's some really interesting stuff written by Forbes and lots of other economists about it. And I just think I love it. I love it. I love it. So the best one, and I've got it for you, Martin. And I found it. This is the best oxymoron. Okay, going into business for yourself.
0: Going into business for yourself. Yeah, you'd use that going into business yeah. for yourself. So, Griff, I want to talk to you about something that's been troubling me this week. Go on. Some things are shrinking.
1: Yeah. I, it happens at your age, Martin. It just it <laughs> happens.
0: <laughs> some things are shrinking. It's not my waistline. and uh, some things <laughs> are shrinking. So shrinking. So I had a wagon wheel the other day. Do you remember then? Wagon wheels.
1: Yeah, yeah
0: like your nan used to give you, a biscuit coming in chocolate with jam in it. Well, I remember wagon wheels being the size of your hand.
1: Now, they're
0: like a 50 pence piece.
1: However, I think it's Galaxy, isn't it? Galaxy Mars that has hit the, or the Galaxy brand has hit the the headlines this week about shrinkflation because they have taken... Shrink what? Shrink what? Shrinkflation. 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 So Mm. they have taken 10 grams off the, um, the Galaxy bar but they've put the price up. And this is shrinkflation, okay? Uh, So it was 110 grams, it's now 100 grams. Do, Do you know, though, the other two things that have suffered from shrinkflation? No. Two items. No. Right? Magnum ice cream and whiskers cat food. So what they've done is they've made them smaller and they've charged more for them
0: the same thing or more. Well, you remember, this thing. happened to Toberone, the Toberone, they they put gaps in between the triangles, and then didn't they have to bring it
1: back? It? Well, but there's been loads of things, isn't it, that you just go, got like, like a bottle of wine, you go, oh, this has got, oh, no, maybe not. No, that has not place, that's just me, isn't no, it? No, that has not anyway. shr- uh, you,
0: uh, you just drink
1: the more. The top economist has indicated that this is a psychological way of duping the consumer into making a purchase without fully understanding the cost and i thought actually you could use that in a state agency yeah so not necessarily shrinkflation, inflation but you could turn around and go well actually there's 10 things we could do but we're only going to do five of them for you but actually on the other hand duping the consumer and there's been a headline this week about an estate agent doing exactly that when was the last time you sat and went through your 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 contract and explained all the bits and pieces that you're meant to all the ins and outs the time you know what a dis- sole selling rights is whatever yeah. type of agency you're doing. when was the last time you actually sat down and went through that with someone because this is another example exactly Yesterday. what i said duping the consumer into making a purchase without fully understanding the cost and with digital now We assume, don't we, when you send a contract through, and I've had one signed overnight, and I'm really excited about it, and then I read about shrinkflation and thought, actually, do you know what, the consumer doesn't necessarily know the whole ins and outs, although you flag it up and put examples of what this means, Mm. you still need to take time to find that right balance to go through things with the client. So you can use shrinkflation in the property industry.
0: I like the idea of shrink inflation. That's just something we are use in the shrink inflation. Um, but it's really important, isn't it? You know, yesterday I was quizzed by a, a, a client coming to the market about sole agency and when mm. they're entitled to a fee and when they're not. And actually they felt that some of it was unfair under the sole agency that if they brought a, part, a, a private buyer to the table that I would be entitled to my fee under sole agency. Well, that and that is what it is. And so she says, no, that doesn't seem very fair. I said, well, I don't think sole selling rights is very fair where you have to pay for anybody who comes along for a while afterwards as well. So there is, there is, it's important. It's about consumers, isn't it? What I don't like about the galaxy and the wagon wheel and the kitty cat food or whichever it was, whiskers, um, (laughs) is it just feels like as a consumer you're being, being ripped off again, doesn't it? And I hate this consumer being ripped off thing. It's making sure that consumers are being protected in any which way. It's a bit like material information grifter, isn't it? You know? It's a bit like material information it drives me nuts that we've got a situation where we're not asking for a lot, tenure and lease details, price and costs. So if you can't find out what your lease details are, A, you can get fined under CPRs, B, you can't go on the portals. But to just turn around and say, ask agent and then get on the portals, Is not lazy agency; it's shit agency.
1: But it's 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 illegal, isn't it? Under the CPRs, you're you're breaking the CPRs, (laughs) and that is unlimited fines and up to two years in prison. But as we know, because I think I talked about this a couple of weeks ago, when I had a little walk around my local town, there are agents not putting up the council tax ban There are agents not putting up the details that you need. And there was a, a good podcast last week with Bold Legal Group um, and Trading Standards, James Monroe and his colleague mm. as well. And that indicated that at some point in October, and I don't forget, it's the first of October this coming Sunday, there's going to be parts B and C gonna be rolled out, yeah. And they're gonna be talking about easements, covenants, floodplains. We're gonna be, you know, it's material information that we've got to provide. And and agents aren't even providing parts A, so parts B and C is due to come out in October. It was confirmed by Trading Standards. So that's going to talk about services, utilities, speed of broadband, building safety. You know, if you're not doing part A at the minute, how on earth are you going to roll out parts B and C? Well,
0: it's not difficult, is it? You know, it's just doing some yeah. information to make sure that you are representing the seller and informing yeah. the consumer properly. I mean, it's supposed to be a lot harder to show, but it gets on that? my wick. How would you go about doing that? Well, I, I use the property, property information questionnaire. Now, I know there's other questionnaires out there, Basby and all that kind of thing, but the property information questionnaire gives you that information from the client, and the client is covered under CPRs in the same way that we are as estate agents to make sure that we're not being misled. So yeah. part of your due diligence is just, and it is time consuming. it's an 18-page document, I get all of that, and mm. we just want to get properties on the market, but it doesn't commercially disadvantage you it commercially disadvantages the seller and the buyer. And so therefore you need to be doing it properly. I don't think there's any excuse for it, really. anybody want to talk to me about it then message me and i'll quite happily chat it through with you it's not difficult it's just really important and yeah. i mean can you imagine being a consumer you're looking on a property portal at night and you're looking at your first time buyer you don't really understand the process anyway and you want to understand that you're buying a flat you're buying your first flat and you look on there I and mean, i don't really know what ground rent and service charges to ask the estate agent millennials don't like getting on the phone or emailing people and um and we can't even tell them how much it's going to cost them a quarter or a year to be running that building. It's just, I don't understand it. Can you imagine, if it was your son or daughter, and you thought, oh, we just won't find out, don't tell them that information, go have a go, and then spend little bit of the solicitor and then find out that you can't afford it. It's just wrong. Anyway.
1: So you could turn around and say that actually this is a brilliant business opportunity, yeah? Because how many times do you get asked, so martin i am going to instruct you that how quickly how quick can you get on your other property onto the market because the agents. of generation I can get it on the afternoon. on today yeah 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 but actually that's a great business opportunity because you can forge additional relationships with, with later conveyances you can you could go oh. online with it you could produ- produce the script or home search or specter data produce a link yes. to it, there's lots you could do. You could push forward your sale ready properties because actually you are compliant. But that is it, it's pushing forward professionalism because these material information sort of bits and pieces were traditionally a role of the solicitor or conveyancer to provide. Yes. But actually it's an additional string, extra work, you could say for an estate agent, but use it as a business advantage. And just because we've got the sales a bit, Believe you me, Lettings will be coming down the line right, right behind us, wasn't it? Snipping at our heels, Martin. I think, think they've
0: got enough legislation to deal with. So, Griff, I've, I've got a fun challenge to ask yeah. you, really. Um, that, um, So I have been to two or three different properties this week where mm-hmm. or clients that I've been contacting or communicating with via email, and some yeah. are very old-fashioned and some have gone very well with on the on the valuation or on the job or on the viewing, I wanted to communicate with them. How do you sign off? Because I sat there thinking, do I sign off cheers or kind regards or regards or thank you or yours sincerely? How do you sign off for clients on an email? Because I think this is a tricky mind. You don't want to say, you know, I accidentally called a client mate the other day. I, it was, I mean, I wanted to bring up and apologize. It was horrendous.
1: <laughs> you've got to have that fine line haven't you between kind of what what's what's kind of a bit friendly and what's professional yeah so like you say what what's a mate and what's a business relationship and you've got to be you know mindful that you don't you don't cross the line it's like putting a kiss on your whatsapp you don't do it yeah um so I sign off my emails. I'm very traditional because I put my name and my qualifications and everything underneath it. So I'm quite oh, traditional. Okay. So I, I would always put, I usually put best wishes, yours sincerely or kind regards, yours sincerely. But apparently that's not the way to do it anymore, is it? I'm a bit old fashioned doing it like that.
0: Isn't that a little bit like asking for a naan bread, which is bread bread. I
1: not know.
0: If you turn around and put yours sincerely, kind regards, is that not kind of doubling
1: it? I don't know. It's the other way, isn't it? Because that's the correct way to address things. So we've got to remember that you've got (laughs) grammatically correct things that you have to do. But I probably could get rid of the yours sincerely, but the traditional way of addressing something was yours sincerely. Now I probably put best wishes or kind regards, but I don't think I'd do anything just like best, Katie, because I think it's too casual because Mm. we're a professional.
0: How about cheers?
1: I think it's too, I think it's too, too cam- it's too pally. It's not, it's not the right message. And it's really difficult because different mediums, yeah, expect different ways you deal with it. So the language, for instance, that you might use on Instagram is different to what you put, would you use on a LinkedIn post, isn't it?
0: Yes, it is. Yes.
1: Yeah. Yes. So the same is if you sign off, but you don't tend to sign off, do you, on WhatsApp? It's only really on an email or a letter that you kind of want to be a bit more, in with the 2023 vibe, as opposed to being back with the kind of 1990 kids. vibe.
0: Right. Oh, I've never thought of that, because I often sign off my WhatsApp with Martin, but I suppose they already know it's Martin, because you has got a picture at the top. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I, I, at the beginning, I will put Katie, and then I'll te- change it to a K, and that's all I'll sign off with. I'll just put K, and I'll finish the, on, on, a, on WhatsApp once I've had a dialogue with a client. But on a text, I'll always put Katie. I won't just put K. I don't know why. It's weird, isn't it?
0: Very strange, how do you sign off, how do you sign off? So the Knights are drawing in, Grifter, just to keep that positive vibe yeah. going. The nights are drawing in, um, <laughs> and so you see the moon a little bit more, don't you? See the moon a bit more. Do you know how the man in the moon gets his hair cut?
1: No, I don't know how the man in the moon gets his hair cut.
0: <laughs> Eclipses it. <laughs>
1: they get worse i thought you meant to be doing a really good feel good joke to like <laughs> no, lift us I all this. you know I thought, it was brilliant. I thought it was very good
0: they'll use it they'll use it you watch i'll get the emails Signed right on. i'm
1: gonna do a tough question of the week for you actually it's a tough questions actually for me asking you and seeing if you're getting it right and then me telling you when you get it wrong all right is that okay um, is that yeah cheers <laughs> thanks Right. So this is about how so we talked about signing off on different kind of um, social channels. So actually, how often should you be posting on different channels, Martin? Okay, so I'm going to quiz you on this. Okay, are Ooh, you ready? Okay. Yeah, right. So your LinkedIn profile and page, how often should you be posting
0: three times a week?
1: Okay, but how many for optimum growth?
0: Oh, I don't know. Can you get too many? I don't know. No. Can you do too many? I don't, can you not? It's sort of, sure. I mean, are we saying it's a once a day type thing or twice a day, I suppose.
1: Once a day, so five to seven times a week, my marketing uh, people suggest for great growth. So LinkedIn profile and page five to seven times a week for great growth. That's the way.
0: No, what I like about LinkedIn is the fact that it does give you the opportunity to demonstrate your expertise, where that scene is a little bit dull in other channels. So, yeah. um, I do like LinkedIn for that.
1: Okay. What about Facebook? How often should you be posting on Facebook?
0: Every single day.
1: Well, that's interesting because that's actually they're saying once a week, yeah, oh. but up to seven times a week, as long as you're doing other social channels like TikTok. LinkedIn, Pinterest, X, Threads, Instagram. I mean, Jesus Christ, where do you stop? So Instagram feed then. How often? Instagram
0: feed. Instagram feed, we are uh, currently three to four times a week, but I'd like to get a bit more. But I find I get very little at the weekends, so I tend to concentrate on Instagram from a business point of view to in the week.
1: Okay, so that's like three posts a week, but five to seven for great growth. But say Instagram stories as often as possible.
0: Yes, and I think Instagram stories are good because you can just do something ad hoc. I think you've got to have a level of consistency in your brand message with the posts. But I love stories because you can just put, oh, look, there's a deer drinking out of the pond, that kind of thing.
1: (laughs) And so Instagram reels, because obviously, as we all know, the three blinking things are different.
0: Yes, no, I just get my head around Instagram Reels. Um, people love Instagram Reels. They get real yeah. hits, and that's good. Um, twice a week.
1: Once a month.
0: I oh, wow. Once
1: a month, but once a week for great growth. Yes, like okay. What, yeah. what about TikTok? TikTok's the last one, then. How often should you be posting on TikTok for optimum attraction?
0: I would have thought TikTok would be similar to Instagram Reels, so... Once a week for great growth, once a month normally. Is
1: that too once much? a month? Yeah, TikTok once Do a month. You think so? Yeah. Then, that's
0: uh, yes, yes. TikTok is yeah, TikTok's hard. Well, yeah, I, think I think TikTok so is a today. different it's a different it's yeah. a different way of doing it, isn't it? You can't just yeah. plug and play what's going on in Instagram and just shove it straight into TikTok. It doesn't really work, yeah. I don't think. So some agents are say, really I'm... hammering and nailing TikTok, oh. aren't
1: they? So as i was saying before i was interrupted what they don't say is what you should be putting on so should it be a static content i know that's h- harder for like you know instagram reels or stories because that's it is what it is but if you're looking on a basic instagram facebook post or a linkedin post they don't say actually to optimize everything it should be video or it should be static content because you, you find and you found this as well when you've been doing say a facebook live um or an instagram feed or something that actually it doesn't necessarily because you live get the attraction or get additional things just like a video doesn't it depends what the medium is that you're putting across isn't it
0: yeah it really really does isn't it it's, uh, it's a complicated world and people spend a lot of money on it don't they a lot of money on it but i think what i was, mm. what i found is that authentic beats polished
1: definitely definitely it's alright to have a few bloopers out there but keep on going like the ultimate <laughs> professionals yes. like we are. Just like the beginning of the show, really. But
0: Yeah, I'll let
1: <laughs> you end it. <laughs> so we've had a good old chat we've kind of talked about signing off our emails we've talked about signing off on whatsapp we've talked about the right balance the right clients what we should be doing we've talked about material information we we've grabbed and talked about some meaty subjects and then some quite fun ones like our oxymorons and then how often we should be posting so remember you hear this top content here first. We know that you're gonna be talking about oxymorons. We're gonna see it coming out on all the social media channels. We're gonna hear about shrinkflation. But remember where you heard it first. Have a great week.